Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone is doing amazing on this whimsical Wednesday. It's a very sunny, very sunny, no rain Whimsical Wednesday in Crescent City, California. Um, thought I would talk to you guys this evening about finding balance in parenting. And the thing that makes me think about that is when parents have a tendency, I know there's a term called helicopter, hey Ashley, called helicopter parenting, where you're always kind of hovering, hovering over your child. And I don't know that this is necessarily the same as, uh, hey there, Tammy. I don't know if this is the same as um, helicopter parenting, but it's it's uh, stems from being anxious as a parent, where you're always on top of your child. I guess maybe that is helicopter parenting, but in a negative way. It's like you're not helicoptering them, you know, always looking over them. It's like all, everything, everything they do, there's, you have some anxiety about it because you're so fearful, you're so stressed. And, you know, it goes back to what I always say. If you have a stressed out child and then you become stressed out yourself, you're just creating more stress. And I really like for parents to try to find a balance in, in, it's almost like knowing what to attend to and knowing knowing when to to not attend to it knowing when to leave it be it's almost like when you have uh, siblings that are arguing they're argue they start arguing because that's what siblings do they argue right and sometimes they even fight and as a parent finding the balance between intervening and getting them to stop Versus letting them have it out. Let them do what they need to do. Let them work it through their energy, whatever it is, however it is they need to do that. And in order to find that balance, what's important is that you be mindful. So much of this stuff comes back to this. You know, sometimes I'm sitting here talking to you guys and I, I, you know, I have this topic that I think I'm going to go with. And all of a sudden, Lisa says, one parent living in the matrix, one out. We are not balanced. That's not, that creates a lot of stress. Hello, Mary. Um, so I've got Lisa's thought running through my head. And then what I was just saying is, you know, I think I'm going to this one place on this one topic. And all of a sudden, it just comes back to this very simple concept that I just keep preaching over and over and over. It comes back to our internal regulation. When, when you are not regulated, when you're stressed, when you're anxious as a parent, the thing is, is your amygdala is activated. And because your amygdala is activated, it's more sensitive. And because it's more sensitive, all the noise, all the sounds, all the touching, it just, it, it, it overwhelms you. And I just heard when I did the Foursquare talk um, the other day, a mom was just in gist talking about she, you know, she's got these four little adopted children and they all have these needs and she's just feeling like, stop touching me, stop touching me. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, I can feel the anxiety. And she was just, you know, saying it in kind of a fun, a funny way, but it wasn't, 
It wasn't funny because you can feel, you can feel the person's pain at an unconscious level. And immediately what popped in my head, and she wasn't even talking to me. She was talking to another parent. I just kind of watched the dynamic, the exchange. Immediately what popped in my head is, oh, you got to do some work on what that's about. What is all that overwhelm around touch about? Because your children are giving you that opportunity. In order to find balance, and I think, Lisa, it's important to remember, hello there, Terry Lynn from Grille. Nice to see you. Um, in order to find balance with a parent who's outside of the matrix, this is going to be difficult, but it's not because you're already doing this for your child. You got to see that parent just like you see your children. That parent is scared. And you want that parent to step up in a different way, but they can't. And so because they can't, it stresses you out, which then makes you reject them more. You've got to see the trauma in the adult. Oh, it's so important. It's so important to see the trauma in the adult. We spend so much time not thinking about our own pain and our own experiences. I've got an all-day camp coming up with uh, actually two sets of families. My family's up in Crescent City and Eureka, and then I've got another one coming up with my families in Chico and Red Bluff and around. And it's a, these are two these camps are two weeks away, but I'm already simmering on creating maximum impact using the simplest words to get to the heart of the matter. And so today I was thinking about an, an exercise. I'm going to have them, but specific, giving them specific coaching. Specific coaching. Oh, gosh. Oh, Lisa. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop something on you. Um, I want you to spend some time Thinking about your husband as a little boy and the childhood that he had. I want you to sit down and I want you to close your eyes. And I just want you to think, think about him as a little boy, the best you know about his childhood. And if you don't know, that's, this is a great opportunity to ask him what it was like. What was his relationship with mom and dad like? Where did they live? Did he have siblings? Um, what they do for work? How much did they work? What did they do when he got home from school? Who got him up in the mornings? How was his school time experience? When everyone was home in the evenings, what was that like? Who tucked him in at night? Dig into those questions because I want you to connect to him as a little boy. I want you to connect to him as a little boy. I think there's something there. So anyway, that's just a part of a little exercise I'm going to be doing with my parents in, in the camp, helping them open up to themselves and to one another to help them learn how to more open up to their children. You know, it's so hard. It's so hard. Terry just reminded me. Hey there, Chrissy from Melbourne, Australia. It's good to see you. What time is it in Melbourne? 
gotta be like mm, it's Thursday. It's Thursday morning in Melbourne, I think. Um, emotional communication, emotional, heartfelt, connected communication. When we as children grow up, hello Mimi, when we as children grow up, just being talked to, or sometimes being asked not to talk, not to cry, not to have our feelings, we build up, we build up resistances internally to having conversations and communication that's truly heartfelt. Think about the last time you said, I love you to your child or to your spouse or to your partner. When you said it, David Derovi reminded me of this some years ago, how we say, hey, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Love you. Bye. That's a common one I hear people saying. Love you. Bye. When was the last time you slowed down, you took some deep breaths, you cut connected to your heart, and you just said, I love you. I love you. See, when I do that, when I do that, I kid you not, just that little expression, that moment of pause, I feel emotion come up. I feel emotion come up when I just pause. I take a deep breath. And I think about my heart. I feel my heart and I say, I love you. I love you. That emotionally connected communication is so important. And then I'm going to take that back to when you're, when you got a parent who's parenting outside of the matrix. When was the last time you had that emotionally connected communication with that individual? See, this is the work. The work is with us, us adults. The kid work can be tedious and time-consuming and draining and stressful, but the real work is with us adults. So I want you to think about that and calm yourself down and stop hovering so much and let your kids make mistakes. It's okay, nobody's gonna die. Let them make mistakes, let them fail. Failure's how we learn, it's how we grow. You don't always have to be there to fix it for them. You don't always have to be there to help them get calm. You don't have to be always be the one trying to keep them from getting upset. Let them get upset, let them get upset. In fact, encourage them to get upset. Tell them no and say, it's probably gonna make you, excuse me, it's probably gonna make you mad, but no. I had a question, I was gonna ask this to my, to my director of operations, Tiffany, but I'll ask you guys. You know, when you're old school, you get a knife and you, you cut an apple and you, you stick it and that's kind of like that whole John Wayne thing, slice the apple, peel the apple with your knife, stick it, eat it right off the edge of the knife. Are, are you as much of a badass when you do that with a piece of cantaloupe? <laughs> so our chef, our family's dropped up some cantaloupe. And, uh, you know, it's all nice and sliced up, but it's still in the rind. So, you know, I took my little paring knife and, you know, cut it off. And I kind of cut it, cut it in a little squares in my hand and I stuck it, <laughs> ate off the knife. Does, am, am I still a badass officially when I eat cantaloupe off the edge of a knife? Kind of like you are when you do it with an apple. Does the type of fruit matter? 
I'm just curious. I wonder if maybe you guys had some feedback on that. So anyway, um, yes, you need to get to a parenting camp, Ashley. We may have one um, maybe this summer sometime for, for our Revolution members and, and all of you guys that want to come. We'll see. I've got a pretty full schedule. Um, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from our same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or we can stop, we can slow down, we can take three to 10 deep breaths, and we can choose love. And I hope you guys would choose love. God bless each and every one of you. Big Papa loves you. I hope you have a fantastic evening. I hope you have an emotionally connected evening. You just slow down and just just let it let it flow off your back like water off a duck's back. I guess why? Because ducks have feathers or are ducks waterproof? Is that why people say that? Do ducks not get wet? Is that that's an interesting thing. I've never even I've never even thought about that. So just another okay, cantaloupes, knives, and ducks water off a duck's back. Someone can enlighten me. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.